Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudla. I'm Evgeny Donsko. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko and, and you're, you're listening, listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Here we are with a new world number one to announce. And it seems that Novak Djokovic has been at the top for so long, I can't even remember when anybody else was even at number one. But we do have a new guy who is at the top of the mountain. It's that man. It's the Russian, the octopus, Daniel Medvedev. Finally, he gets to world number one. Uh but in a little bit somber circumstances because it's weird because it's on the back of not great results. I mean, mm. prior to Rafa, he was playing well, but the big news is he did lose to Rafa Nadal last yep. night in the UK. I'm not sure what time it was in Mexico. I know you covered the match. Uh, well yes. done for that. I tried to catch a little bit of your stream. Seemed good. Uh, but yeah, the new. I know this news. Is, it's not really new news now because I feel like we've kind of missed the boat. Apologies, we've not brought this podcast a little bit sooner. But we're combining. Medvedev becoming world number one with Nadal and, of course, Djokovic losing out all in one podcast here today. So it's going to be an action-packed one. Get your questions in the live chat and we'll read some of them out. Um, but ultimately, 361 weeks Djokovic lasted at the top. Uh, not obviously in a row. That's his overall 361 weeks. And yeah. now Medvedev, his first time ever achieving the feat. It is a big thing in itself because now whatever happens... He can say he reached the very top in tennis. And I know sort of if we're looking back to the last slam in Australia, I was mm. alluding to the fact that for me, uh, the Medvedev is the best player in the world right now. So I think he definitely does deserve sort of the place of where he is. But then saying that, Rafa's now played him twice, beat him twice recently. Does that yeah. mean Does that mean Rafa is destined to be world number one again? I don't is know, he on, is he on way? Is, is he on his route there? Well, I'll tell you one thing. He's making me look like a right dipstick. Uh, obviously, I thought Rafa's injury might get the better of him this year. And look, he's probably watched the pod and thought, sod you, Ben. I'm going to show you how it's really done. And he's not. He's undefeated. 14 matches unbeaten. But we've got to speak about Medvedev for a little bit. There's a nice uh, graphic that they've posted, obviously, uh, it's, I quite like this. The number one with lots of Medvedevs there screaming in. I'll zoom in a little bit just so you can see some of them in there. Some iconic ones. The, yeah. the old thumbs up. <laughs> many celebrations you get from him. So I'm glad. I'm surprised they managed to find so many. I like the, the little ear one as well. So the <laughs> thumbs up and the ear. That's like the, some of Medvedev's uh, fantastic celebrations there. And as you can see, holding up the number one as well. So... Uh, how long will he be at at number one is the question. We've got, obviously there, the change around. Novak Djokovic lost to Yuri Vesely. Well, let's talk about that. I think this is a good starting point because, in essence, Medvedev didn't become world number one right now through his own tennis. It was because Djokovic dropped out. 
Djokovic dropped all of his points from the Australian Open. Yeah. And then uh, in this most recent event in Dubai, he didn't really progress very far. So dropped out more points. Yeah. And let's be honest, him losing against Vesely is a massive shock. Yeah. Um, Vesely was the qualifier. He plays a lot on the challenger tour. He's got a really good serve. I was fortunate enough to cover sort of the second set from the start of that. And I mean, I was blown away by the level of Vesely. I thought Djokovic played quite well, uh, like he did in the round prior to Hatchinoff. That was a really good match as well. And he's shown some signs already in 2022 that he's going to be still a real good player and at the top of his game. I just found, I don't know, I can't really put it into words. I can't explain what happened with Vesely, but there's a reason he's been able to beat Agut, Shapovalov most recently, Djokovic, uh, and I forget yeah. the other one. There's one more. Uh, and he Chilich. Chilich as well yeah. in straight sets. And he's beating all of these guys who are top, top players. So he's just in a really good vein of form. And I feel anyone he's playing at the moment is going to have a tough test. Yes, I totally agree it's with more, you. I would put it more on the fact that he played well than Djokovic played bad. Yes, definitely. He's having an absolutely incredible time, isn't he, at the moment, uh, Yuri Vesely? Really just coming back to some of his best form. Obviously, a lot of people will remember him for, uh, I believe he knocked Djokovic out of Wimbledon uh, in, two, was it 2000? No, Monte Carlo, ben. Was it? Was it? Uh, well, apologies. Uh, he's got including... He beat, he, beat him at, he beat him at Monte Carlo. He beat him at Monte Carlo. Sorry, I was just trying to go through quickly on the Wikipedia. Yeah. I can't remember. I remember he had no, some he beat him at scouts. Monte Carlo. And we've got Edgar in saying, Ben, Vesely button ASAP. I think he deserves one after <laughs> yeah, this Yeah, I think he needs one, doesn't he? Vesely, I might use your uh, singing from the other day, no, mate. It's it pretty just good. Start, start from scratch, I think. Okay, maybe I will. But maybe I'll be using a few of your melodies because uh, I think there's some nice dulcet tones in there, mate. You're getting the crowd going with uh your, is he going to Wembley I think he's going to the final that's for that's for sure he's playing Andre Rublev now and if you can beat all those surely he can beat Rublev too can't he I mean the bookies have Rublev 1.3 big favorite I think Vesely could cause an upset could we could see some tie breaks again and I certainly put it as a, I put it as a 50-50 match I'm not sure if Rublev's in the greatest of form I know he's having a good run recently hmm. but certainly he could lose that match so Leo, I'm going to try and watch a bit of it. I know I've got um, sort of an engagement party I've got to attend soon, so I'm not going to be able to watch as much tennis as I'd hope. But yeah. if you do get the chance, guys, I recommend watching it. I think Vess is going to give him a really tough match. Uh, shout out to Gene in the super, in the live chat with a super chat saying, I'd rather prefer Rafa at number one than Medi, if I'm honest. Let us know why. What's the reason for that, Gene? Um, but you've got to be looking at this. The next Grand Slam coming up, Roland Garros. Yeah. Uh, make sure to enter the giveaway if you want the chance to win tickets for that. We are running one at the moment. Rafa's going to be the favourite. He is going to be the favourite for Roland Garros. And if he can pick up a few extra points, of course, he got to the semi last year. So if he can get anything further than that, he'll pick up extra points at Roland Garros, which yeah. you'd think he's got a good chance of being able to do, as long as he's not on the same side as Djokovic. Because look at Medvedev. He's not really a big threat on the clay. No, um, Zverev, not, we don't yeah. know if he's going to be there. He might get banned. Let's we'll see what, what sort of state of state of affairs he's in. Terrible. Really, what other clay court competitors are they? Then you're looking down at the likes of Casper Ruud, Diego Schwartzman, Sissipas, uh, Berrettini, them guys sort of mm. in their own little league. But I feel like Rafa has a little bit too much for them. Dominic Team coming back. I think the jury is still out of what, what sort of level we we're going to expect from him. 
Yeah, I think that that was the thing. Sorry, I got a fact wrong earlier. Uh, it was Dominic Team that he knocked out of Wimbledon in 2016 of Yuri Vesey. Yeah. I knew there was a big name that he knocked out of Wimbledon, but I couldn't remember who it was. It was Dominic Team, not Djokovic. Yeah, certainly not so, Djokovic. Yeah, <laughs> Djokovic on grass. Slightly better than Dominic it's Team. It's a good one because I can instantly correct because I know that's just 100% not happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know what I, I got my facts confused. Apologies for uh, misinformation. Okay. Don't want to be spreading that around. Uh, as you can see here, uh, well, this one, I'll go back to this quickly because you can see there, Rafa, if he wins this tournament, he goes uh, above Stefano Sissipas, which is okay. quite interesting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because Sissipas lost. So we'll talk about that at the end, but he lost to Cam Norrie. Yep. So he's, was that the semi final? Yeah, the other semi final yep. he lost in Acapulco. So Cam Norrie, Nadal in the final. They played three times last year the Nottingham Nadal versus the real Nadal. Let's see how it goes. But Rafa, surely he's going to be a big favourite. Oh, I think it's not. Listen, I'm actually. Um, I may surprise you. I'm actually a bit, a bit worried that he wins that. I think. I think uh, Cam Norrie could really do something special. Yeah, you got to hope. Like it's not. Might... It's not an easy match. It's not going to. I'm not comparing it to the last three meters. I think this is going to be a close one. I would say it could be sort of as tough as um, as a Medvedev. Maybe not that level because Medvedev is the best. But it's, it's more certainly. It's, I think it's a real tough battle. It's not an easy match. A lot of people, the bookies have it one-sided. Everyone else is saying, oh, Rafa's going to breeze this final. He always beats Cam Norrie. Cam Norrie bottles his occasions. Since then, Cam Norrie, he won, what, Indian Wells last yeah, year? Yeah, exactly. And it's similar He's a different sort of... player now and he's a lot more consistent. And I think the way he's been playing this throughout this week, he just beat Sissipas. You played very well, Sissipas. So I think it's, it's going to be a really tough, tough match. I think um, I make it 55-45. Which could shock you, yeah. Well, I think the one thing to remember here as well is Cam Norrie is getting better and better the more he goes. And it seems last year... I'm surprising so many people saying that as well because I'm a big Rafa fan, but I'm just not delusional. I think Cam Norrie, the way he's been playing, if you watch his performances, you're just an idiot to really just rule him out completely. And you've got to remember as well, look at his points here down the bottom. Sorry if you can't see if it's small. If he wins, he goes into the top 10 for the first time ever in his career. And that's big incentive for Cam Norrie. And the courts are playing quite similar to the way the Indian Wells was. It was quite slow courts, I, know, I think, yeah. at Indian Wells. It suits Rafa here. It actually suited Norrie. I think yeah. this that's going to make it even closer because... Norrie doesn't mind the long rallies. He likes them as much as Nadal does. The only thing I'd say that Nadal has on top of him is he's the top spin forehand is much more a weapon than Cam Norrie. I mean, oh, yeah, Norrie doesn't sure. have the same weapon. Uh, but he doesn't have the he same has... weapons, to be honest, yeah. as, as Rafa. And just a bit on Rafa, because we need to talk about him. The way he's sort of started this year, 14 matches on the bounce, Um just flying, isn't he? I know we're gonna maybe just stick to this. I know we've got one more thing on Djokovic, then we'll move on to Rafa. Cheers, we've got Gene. Gene in the live chat. Cheers for another super chat. Must be payday in South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> saying Rafa has the all-round game to be number one and has nothing really to defend at the end of the year and can gain loads of points. Med only good on hard. I agree completely. You've got to remember with his injury, he missed a lot of events, which is sort of dead points. So he can pick up all of them points yes. and be all the way near the top. As long as he stays fit. I'm gonna I'm gonna remain with this. As long as he stays fit, he's gonna reach the number one this year. I think it's gonna I was, happen. I was gonna say uh, to you as well, like an interesting question. Is it sort of like a poison chalice to go through a season and win so many Grand Slams? Because the next year, like if Djokovic said only won like two Grand Slams, or maybe 
like if he hadn't won so many would he not be still more secured at world number one for the next year like that type of thing there's not as many points to defend. do you know what i mean though no it doesn't work like that ben i think no, you're but... not using logic because you've got to win at the end of the day you've got to win more than everyone else the, in that year to be able to do it no, but every time you get so to the end of the year it's the ahead, whole though. year yeah but he was so far ahead he was like about three thousand points ahead obviously i'm exaggerating but he was that far ahead that he didn't need to be that far maybe could i just be like 100 points ahead. I think that's could... just, yeah, but that's just the way it is. I like the system the way that, the, yeah, how it is. And I think it. it's just, just pretty playing devil's advocate. No, I don't agree with that at all. But let's I'm move just... on to the next one because it's the last Djokovic one before we can talk about Rafa. Uh, and it's a really interesting <laughs> that's, that's one. It. It's like, can I get No, up? no. The reason I want to <laughs> say it's because I've got a lot to say. I was just, I was talking about Rafa and I don't want to get that out, but I've got to talk okay. about this first. Okay. And it is a, a really good one I saw uh, from Vladivar here on Twitter. <laughs> saying it's guaranteed that Djokovic will resume as world number one on the 13th of March due to Medvedev dropping points from Marseille. So because Medvedev is not going to be playing Marseille, or no, he's dropped the points of Marseille, which he won last year, and beating Herbert in the final, yep. he's then going to drop them amount of points, which means Djokovic gets an extra week at world number one. So a lot of the Djokovic fans uh, in the live chat may not know this, but Djokovic will be number one on the 13th of March for only one week. But then that's we're enough. not sure how long that's going to last because ultimately, when you then go into Indian mm -hmm. Wells, as long as both of them are playing Indian Wells, it will then be determined by who goes further. This is just me trying to do the math. So that's not, yeah. I've had no tweet to work this out. But in Indian Wells, it goes to who's going to go further to then regain number one, which makes it very exciting. I'm, I'm so hopefully we see Rafa at Indian Wells. Well, he said he's going to be. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Djokovic is going to be at Indian Wells. Or we don't know. Miami. Well, we're not sure at the moment. Like, will he be able, Will he be playing them? We'll find out soon. But you've got three guys who are in, well, the top of their top players, top the top of their career playing great tennis. And there's a lot at stake. And Camari. world number one could be going a lot of different ways with Rafa sort of hunting it down. And at the moment, it's between Djokovic and Nadal. Uh, yep. Djokovic and Medvedev. So let's see what happens. But whatever happens, Djokovic will get another week at world number one. Yes. And just another one. Tick. Add another one to the list. Uh, 362. Uh, it's just amazing, really. Just keep on adding to that tally. Right. On to the next one. And uh, this one, obviously, we've just been talking about the new world number one, Daniel Medvedev. Uh, and this was what Nadal came out and said. It's important. It's an important win against the world number one on his favorite surface. It means a lot. Uh, it, now it's uh, 1 a.m. and it's time to rest because tomorrow uh, I have a very tough final versus Norrie. I have to be fully prepared. Yeah. And I, I mean, agree. it is going to be extremely tough final, like I said. But on the semi-final, you covered it. How did Rafa play? I thought he looked good. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I think that he came out the traps fast again. That's what he likes to do. He likes to try and sort of kick, well, catch you napping a little bit. Medvedev was out of sorts for the whole first set. I didn't think he played well at all. I thought his decision-making was all over the place. He he was trying to come to the net because he wasn't having any joy at the baseline. His shots were falling in and around the service box. There was yeah, no I think depth. He said, he's come out and said he was a little bit fatigued. That's why Maybe. he was yeah. doing that. The, the shots were like not going deep enough and Rafa's shots were going very deep and they were keeping him on the baseline. Rafa was pulling out drop shots, which then eventually in the second set, Medvedev came to life and we had two games in the match, which were about on the Rafa serve, I think it was about 10 minutes each game. 
And Rafa was faced, I think, 11 break points, but Medvedev didn't capitalize on any of these great uh, break points. And it was a little bit uh, of a sorry state because you thought as soon as he didn't happen the second time, it was sort of game over, really. Rafa had won the mental battle. And by the end, I think Medvedev just hit a few wide and Mate, it's so yeah, yeah. solid. Rafa's just beaten Medvedev back to back. Australian Open final, two sets down. He comes back, wins in five. Five sets in a row. He then goes Acapulco. Yeah, five sets in a row, wins it and beats Medvedev, the world number one. Like, as he says, on his favourite surface. This isn't on clay. Yeah. And just blitzes him in straight sets. I mean, how good is Rafa on the Dow? This is his best ever start to any season. And as a Rafa fan, I've got to admit, I think this is my moment to start dreaming because I am dreaming of things. We're going into Roland Garros. I can't see with the way he's been playing so well. He's got to be such a big favourite. We yeah. don't even know if Djokovic is going to be there as well. Yeah. It seems that all the tennis gods and everything's aligning for Nadal to have one of the most special years ever. He's looking really good as well. I mean, this surface, I mean, I know he said on his favourite surface, meaning hardcore. I don't think this is his favourite type of hardcore, granted, because for me, as soon as I saw the way Rafa played in the early rounds and saw how the courts were playing, I was like, I think Rafa's going to win the whole thing now because I saw he's the only one who's able to generate that much pace on a slow court to hit winners. And he's been doing it all week. And he, he, did, he was doing it again against Medvedev. And I think Medvedev was just struggling with the pace of the court a bit more. There was a little, few more drawn-out rallies and the serve wasn't as effective. I think Medvedev did about seven double faults as well in the match. So... Yeah, Rafa, it was uh, I was I've had him in the final. I should have really like been thinking, but it's very we didn't know that was gonna happen, did we? So we got we got Gene in saying Nole can't even enter the US. I'm really concerned if he can play a full schedule. Most likely cannot because of the full vax policy. Yeah, we've spoke about it so many times on the podcast. It's gonna be a very challenging year for Djokovic. We're not sure how many events he's gonna be allowed to play. I know he's been apparently allowed to play in Rome which is one confirmed. Yeah. But I've even seen sort of a U-turn with that where people can roam saying, oh, the rules are going to, we're not going to give any special rules to anyone. So a very similar narrative to what happened in Australia. So it's all up in the air. Nobody knows until he, until he's fully confirmed and we know he's there training, playing, and he played a match, then I'll believe it. Because even if you see him in the country, it could mm. things could still go wrong, as we know from Australia. So... We don't know, and we can we do podcasts. We just we just keep talking about things, Spectre. but we don't know how many matches he's going to be able to be allowed to play. We've got another gene in the chat oh. uh, saying <laughs> most ATP 500s. Roger 24, Rafa 22, Acapulco is crucial. It's another yeah. stat to sort of take into consideration. I think it's quite uh, interesting as well. I know that we've been sort of talking about. The fact that Djokovic obviously had that amazing year last year where he won the three grand slams. There was people obviously uh, alluding to the fact Rafa couldn't play Wimbledon. Rafa couldn't play the US Open. Now it's looking like it's roles reverse. Like Djokovic doesn't play the Australian Open. Yeah. Is Djokovic not going to play the French Open? Like we're missing big players. Like th these players are are not being seen on the same courts together. And it's really sad. I'm hoping... We do get to see them play a few more times in some slams because... I mean, we should see... In my opinion, I'm going to put it out there. I think we will see. This is just a, a, something I'm throwing out there, an opinion. I think Djokovic will play all the slams this year. Apart from Australia, of course. He's missed yeah. that one. But I think the, the remaining three slams, I think he's going to be able to play in all of them. Okay. 
I'm just oh. putting that out there right, as a prediction. Move on. Uh, and we've got Gene also. He wants us to oh. talk about his pick because he did pick uh, Rafa to win Acapulco. Well done, Gene. I didn't have the faith. I went with Zverev. I did have Rafa in the final and I did have him beating Medvedev as well, which is pretty crazy. But I did think, I thought that if Zverev was in the final, he would have won the whole thing. I thought he had a nice route to get there, but we know what happened with him. I feel like he still would have got to the final. I think it's a shame because I would have smashed the brackets this week. Yeah. I've done so well in Santiago. I've got Tabio winning that. He's flying. I've got Baez, Ramos going deep. I called the women's final, Contavit yeah. versus Iga. I would uh, have called this one if Zverev didn't drop out, but we don't know. He could have gone out to Nori quite easily. So that's just a uh, if, less, buts, and maybes. <laughs> the less said about Guadalajara, the better. <laughs> we'll keep that one away. Yeah, Guadalajara, <laughs> well, that's just... It was yeah, always a bit of a everybody failed. <laughs> Who's going to win that? I still don't know. Yeah, that's it. Well, it's we had the two like previous finalists, wasn't it? Cerebro, Stomo, Balskova. That's Sloane Stevens, Balskova, I think, in the yeah. final. So, yeah. well, there you go. Anyway... There you can uh, just confirmation from Jose Morgado, three times champion. Rafa Nadal stays undefeated of 14 and 0, beating future number one, Daniel Medvedev 6 3 6 3, to reach a, uh, a, a fifth career final in Acapulco. It's pretty incredible, fifth career final yeah. as well in Acapulco. He, he really does it, like man. it there. He does, yeah. I'm glad I think he beat the last one I remember was a few years back. We beat Fritz in the final. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. And we saw Fritz lose. Who, was, who did he it's, lose to? It's when, it's, it was just before we started the podcast, I believe, because he was in the office watching it. Or talking Nish- about it. He wasn't watching it. It was like three in the morning. Didn't he lose to Nishioka in this tournament? Or who did he yeah, lose Yeah, he went to? out to Nishioka, Fritz. Yeah, bizarre. Anyway, move on to the next one. Uh, Medvedev. Yeah, Medvedev. I think it might have been the one before. but One before. Medvedev saying, if you want to beat Nadal, you have to play at your best level. And I didn't. I made too many mistakes and I failed to convert 11 break points. I was missing some energy today. Yeah, I did touch on it at the start. He, he, From what I've seen of the highlights, he did look a bit, not lazy, just wasn't covering the court. I feel like in Australia, there's a little bit more pop to his step. He was moving a lot quicker, covering the court a lot more. Here he just seemed a bit flatter, a bit more tired. He was still generating break points, you've got to remember. And with well, a serve really well. like him, it's yeah, he played well. It just wasn't enough. I mean, no. Rafa's, you can't, listen, I know I'm a big fan, so it doesn't really make sense if I'm saying it, but I think right now on form, you've got to say Rafa's the best player in the world. The way he's playing is the best. Some people, I know I'm going to get loads of people in the comments saying, oh, don't be silly, he's not the best player. He's just out playing in a bit of good bit of form. But you, his form's not lying. He just beat the world number one twice in a row. He's won 14 matches in a row against good opposition to start this year. And he's flying. You can't dismiss the fact that he is the best, most informed player in the world right now. Yeah, he definitely is. And uh, I think that it's with when with any of those big... And we're not on the clay guys, courts yet. We're going we, to the clay courts now. I don't think it even matters what surface it is. When you've got those big players like Djokovic and Nadal, when they hit form, they're nearly unstoppable. Yeah, but Ben, we've never seen this before when Rafa has started the year with 14 wins in a row. If he can go sort of all of these events, all of these hard courts events without losing and goes into the clay, say, I forget what the first one is. Is it Monte Carlo? Uh, Um, He's obviously going to have to win. He's going to have to win. Indian Wells first, which is obviously pretty tough. Yeah. But if, if he could get through that and win that as well and go into the clay courts without losing, we could be in for arguably the greatest ever Rafael Nadal season of all time. 
I say avoid Madrid if he wants to stay on B <laughs> because that's where, well, Zverev might not be there though. That's, that should be noted because obviously he's reigning champion there and that's the fast clay court. Berrettini yeah. was in the final last True. year. Berrettini could beat Nadal in Madrid. I don't, I think I don't Madrid's the one he doesn't do so well at. Yeah. I would like to see him at Monte Carlo and Rome. Rome, yeah, for sure. I think you should Any... stick with them two and then Roland Garros. The problem is with that Rome, I believe, is just before Roland Garros. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's... I don't know. It's up to him. It depends how his body's feeling. Maybe he may miss Rome and just do Monte Carlo. Um, we know what Djokovic was doing. He missed a few events last year prior to a slam. I think with these guys now, they need to prioritise the grand slams. Yeah. And if that means they're not as young as what they were 10 years ago, if it means they might have to miss a Masters just before just to give their body oh, a little yeah. bit more recovery time. I Definitely think they're going to have to do that. Do it, for sure. I think, listen to your body. But it's not good for Rafa because he'll lose He'll lose all of his points from Rome because he did win it last year. Mm. Yeah, Monte Carlo didn't do as well at, did he? I think he was in it at no. Rublev he went out to, I think. Yeah, but, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, on to this next tweet saying, after today's win, Rafa is now 74 to 73 versus top 10 on hard courts. Uh, only five players in the open era have a win percentage of at least 50% versus top 10 players on clay, grass, and hard. And there's the, is that the full list? Oh, there you go. And Medvedev being there shocked me because yeah. I didn't think that Medvedev on clay had over 50% win record against the top 10, but clearly he does. I've not fact-checked this, but when I saw it, I was that's the one name I was thinking, really, Medvedev? I can understand all of the others. Mm. Um, and in a way, I was surprised that Rafa didn't have it already. But he was even. Yeah, very. Go up a bit. He was 73-73. Sure. Now 74-73 versus top 10 on hardcore. That's pretty mad, isn't it? Good stat. I have so many matches. <laughs> Literally hundreds of matches. It's just pretty crazy to think. Uh, I don't know. I can't quite get my head around it. How many matches these top players who've been on the tour since... I mean, since if you said that someone's years, played... A a top 10 player 150 times across all surfaces. That's, <laughs> that's a pretty extensive a career and that's like a lot of matches. He's done yeah. that just on hard courts. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. I don't quite understand it, to be honest. It, it's one of those things that's so big that it's beyond my comprehension, I feel. And I mean, oh. I'm just helping us out saying uh, Med had a good 2019 clay season. So that's probably where he picked up a few extra wins. Mm. And I think last year, Roland Garros, he finally got some wins on the board as well. Yeah, he so did. That, yeah. That, that helped. I think he's he's finally warming up uh, on the clay. So it might take a little bit longer. All right, do you want to go with this one? Yeah, this is a bit of a... Take it with a pinch of salt because 9-7 in the fifth is a big Rafa fan. Um, so what he will push an agenda. Just, just I'm, That's a little disclaimer just for you, Vance, because he's the <laughs> other side of the spectrum. You've got Pavy G with the Djokovic side. You've got 9-7 in the fifth. Very, very big Rafa fan, and we'll push that agenda. So take what he says with a pinch of salt. And he says, Rafa, as you know, I oh know this is a Rafa quote, as you know, I have better and worse days. The most important thing, whether it hurts or not, that I can play without limitations. And that's what I couldn't do last year and a half. I feel liberated and the foot hasn't been a problem. I enjoy every day. The foot allows me to play freely. And what I would love to say there, Ben, is take have a long have a long hard look at yourself in the mirror because you was going Rafa's going to be struggling with injury he's going to not be able to do this he's not going to play this amount of events what do I he's know he's saying straight from the horse's mouth 
He's feeling good. He's feeling fresh. He's won a Grand Slam. He's won 14 matches to start 2022. The foot pain will always be there, but he's in a very comfortable situation to be able to maintain it and manage it and play freely enough to be able to win matches. Well, I don't need to be told again, do I? Well, yeah. I'm going to keep telling you. Bad, Ben. <laughs> Come on. Silly. Come on. No, I can understand what you were saying, though. Yeah, maybe it was... Uh... I don't know. I just I get so concerned with the way that the players have these uh, injuries, and I I shouldn't even play into the fact of thinking that people might stay injured, and I should just try and hope that they'll play their best tennis. But I don't know. It just looks so savage the way he was out for so long. It just looked a bit dire, and unfortunately, I didn't give him the credit for the fighting spirit. And in Australia, he completely won me over, and uh, I have to say. Hats off to him, mate. I've never seen. We got that, another that... Rafa fan in, Ollie, saying it's the best Rafa's played in a hard court in a long time. Um, that chapeau match, I think, was I not seen. I said it to John during the watch along early this morning. I don't think I've seen anything really like it. Like someone playing through that sort of adversity on a court was like a bit humbling, really, to see somebody whose physically body was trying to shut down and they just refused and just continued to play. So. Yeah, uh, very, very, very great stuff. Uh, emotional times. Right. Yeah, we've got Gene in saying nine, seven, and Pavi are the real goats. <laughs> he <laughs> loves it. them. <laughs> yeah, they're going to fight it out to the bitter end, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't think they like each other, I'm assuming. I'm um, sure they don't. They're the other yeah. ends of the spectrum, big time. But appreciate the super chat, Gene. Cheers, and we've man. got May in saying Ben is a Rafa convert, of course, with his new Rafa song. He just needs a Rafa cap. I'm trying to arrange for him to, got the to buy one. Mate. He's got a Rafa T-shirt now, but not the not the ones I've got, not the Nike one. He's got the GTL one. If you want to buy one of the Rafa T-shirts, they're available on the store, uh, the shop below one, any of our videos. You can go and get it if you want. If you want me to show you what it looks like. You can save it for the next one. Save it for the All final. Right. All right. That's, then I'm up against the Brit. I can't be having a Rafa shirt on and support. <laughs> Maybe I'll have the Rafa shirt on and the Union Jack. Maybe that's the way to discover it. I don't know. Yeah. I can cover both bases. Uh, 3 a.m. that one again. Yeah, this but I never like supporting both. It's like a bit of a half and half scarf. Something no, I'm I against. I didn't. I, did, I just went with uh, the neutral background this morning just to be in respect for both. So, yeah. well, on Cam is... Norrie, nice little segue. British number one uh, has just made the final. It's one of his mm, best matches okay. of his career, Jose Morgado calls it, beating number four in the world, Stefano Sissipas, 6-4, 6-4, reaching his second career ATP 500 final um, in Acapulco. Uh, and it ties his best career win in terms of ranking. He awaits Nadal in the final. Can he beat mm. Rafael Nadal? I, gen- I generally put this as a tougher match than uh, a lot of. I think it's up there with sort of Medvedev. I think he's that good at the moment. He's playing great, and I'm re- I'm seriously worried. And I know I keep saying it, and people are probably thinking, "What's wrong with you, JG? It's Cam Norrie. He's going to fold like he always does, <laughs> but he's just not. I just I'm scared. I generally think he could beat Rafa in the final. I, I, never, I make it very close. I never thought I'd I have see a bad you, uh, feeling. No, I have a really Cam- bad feeling. Yeah. Oh. It's one of those ones, eh? Mm. I would have I much think... preferred Sister Pass. I think Rafa would have beaten Sister Pass. Yeah, well, it's, it's a tough one because we haven't seen them play enough times to know. And Nor- Norrie's not the same person that has played Rafa in the in the past. I don't think now he's he's, sort he's of different. Yeah, turning the corner and to beat Sister Pass, I think it's really really showing 
Uh, he likes his event as well. He, he, he got to the final here before. Well, there you Did go. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think he got to the final in Acapulco before. But uh, I know in Los Cabos he was in the final, but it's still around the same neck of the woods. So he does like it in those conditions. It was about, I think, 28 degrees when they're playing last night or this morning or whenever it was. Uh, so it, I think that was sort of part of where Medvedev was sort of struggling. But it seemed like Rafa was coping with the heat a lot better. I mean, he was he was drenched from about the first ball that was hit, Rafa, but... He continued with that, uh, and the, the shirt was like stuck to him for the whole entire uh, match. Right. But everyone's yeah. saying, "Have faith, JG. Don't worry, it's going to be fine." You got Terry in, big Rafa fan, saying, "It's um, it's Rafa. I know it's Rafa, but there's just I have a bad feeling. I just have a really scary feeling." Kathy's uh, on the same boat, saying, "Norris lefty worries me." I mean, in the past it hasn't, but. I don't know. And when I saw the result, first thing I did, I said, oh, no, I don't want it to be Nori. I just hope, I just was wishing it was Sister Pass instead. Well, here you go. I'm just going to pop this on the screen just so you can see where they last played. And as you can see, all the times they've played were all in uh, 2021, last year. And one on, hard, as well. one on hard court there, but it's not the same hard court. That should be noted. Like Cam Norrie has had his best ever career performance on a hard court like this one. So it was pretty close. Seven five, six two, seven five. I mean I think I think Norrie takes a set. I think it's gonna be I'm going for Rafa to win in three. I think it's gonna be I think do you know what Norrie could do as well? I think Norrie's gonna take a set six one or six two or something. Um He's, he's someone who does that a lot. If you look through when he won Indian Wells, a lot of the results he was winning were by some distance. Like he can, yeah. he's got the same, he's got an ability to win a set quick. And I think he's going to win yeah. maybe the first or second set extremely quick against Rafa. Hopefully Rafa has enough experience to be able to regain himself and win the match. But I am, I'm certainly really worried. Should be noted that the only set that he's dropped this week was a tie break to John Isner as well. So not really. You can't really hold that against him. Everybody loses a tie break here and there to John Isner. It's just part and parcel of playing him, I think. <laughs> just but... part and parcel of life. <laughs> yeah, We've got exactly. Carlos in with a super chat. Cheers, mate, saying uh, Rafa the goat. Well, he, he would have gonna... played Zverev, remember? After All these the wins Easter. are helping the cause. They're helping the cause. Uh, we have, yet, yeah, true. We've got Kathy mm-hmm. saying Rafa co-founded the the win predictor or confounded. I'm not sure what you mean there. Uh, Sir Rector easy for Rafa. No worry for Norrie. Um, May say, am I doing reverse psychology? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> and Dean with the super chat saying, come on, JG, Norrie serve reminds me of the average WTA player serve and has no real weapons other than fitness and shot tolerance. It should be. Is that well, harsh from Gene? Maybe a slightly. He's ripping into Norrie there. He's not a big Norrie fan. It's I Steve. don't. I, yeah, I, I think you're being a bit harsh. You've got to remember, Norrie's just coming off the back of winning a tournament last week as well. He won in Delray Beach. He He's undefeated in eight matches at the moment uh, coming into this final. Rafa's 14-0, Norrie 8-0 at the moment. And How do you see the match going? I'll give him my prediction. Rafa in three, Norrie to win a quick set. What do you think? I'm probably going to be going two very close sets, but Rafa in two, I reckon. But I could be wrong. I think that there's You don't still... think like Stricker or Striker Bowles says 6-2, six, 6-love? Six, oh, no, no. I think there's going to be... 
I think there's going to be a 7-5 in the first set, similar to the Australian Open one, something like that. And then maybe a similar score in the second set as well. I think it's going to be close sets. And I think Norrie's going to be happy to rally. Norrie may even go up a break in the second set. And then he'll get broken back maybe at the end and then lose in straights, I think. Something like that. It'll be a close run thing. But I was just trying to look down to see if they've got any common ground. They both played Tommy Paul uh, recently. Tommy Paul played Norrie in Delray Beach. Rafa played Tommy Paul. Had one of his, his worst performances against Tommy Paul in the second set in Acapulco. He went to tie break and was yeah. re- he got broken three times in that mat, in that set. Yeah. Uh, but he did bagel him in the first set. Norrie, 6-3, pretty clean. Just quite easy against Tommy Paul. So whether that's anything to go by, not sure. I never like doing that much. Tennis uh, math. Rupak, <laughs> tennis maths don't work. Rupak saying Rafa's won 18 straight sets and has won nine sets, set, nine, nine straight matches heading back to 2020. So certainly yeah. really good form at this event. Yeah, it's so, really um, good form. Yeah, all in all, it's going to be tough. And there was another one where someone was saying, uh, tennis rules saying, watch Rafa destroy your worries, JG. Yeah, let's hope so. Oh, it's, uh, I'm just happy to see two informed players. They are the two informed players meeting in the final, really. So it's yeah. how it should be. We didn't get to see Zverev. Zverev would have been the Gyovchik, but then you see what Norrie did to Gyovchik, a breadstick and a bagel. So yeah. he just wiped him aside. And that's pretty much know, what yeah. you'd get from like a top player. So, I mean, he's got that in him. He yeah. definitely has that in him. I don't know if there's any more other news. Is there, Ben? No, I think that's it, mate. I think that's all we've got for, for today. I've got a busy afternoon ahead. Uh, I'm not sure. I look a little bit pale. I think it's probably because I've been up early and not really had much sleep. But no, I think it's just I'll your be... lighting. It's Maybe. Right. Uh, I'm just going to have a look at the bracket just to see who's leading this bracket. Maybe we'll give them a quick shout out. I think I've had a great week for brackets, if I'm honest. I'm doing yeah. great in the Santiago one, doing all right on the women's uh, in Doha. Uh, with this one, Not nothing special. But the winner or the, the person leading currently is a few people. So we've got Razham05. We've got Son of Matt, as we know, one Ooh, of our patrons. Edgar. Edgar, yeah, shout out to you. And we've got Haggis66. <laughs> Them oh, three man. are at the top at the moment. Interesting. Edgar has Rafa on the Dow winning the whole thing. I'm pretty sure they'll probably all have Rafa. Let's have a look. Yep. Uh, Razman has Rafa as well. And I'm pretty sure I've lost the other one, but I'm pretty sure the last one will have Rafa as well because to get, I don't think anyone's got Cam Norrie there. Well done if you have, but it seems like it's going to go down to who has the most correct picks to win that one. Exciting, mate. Well, let's wrap this one up. Let's say thanks to everybody. Just last thing before we do wrap it up, Kay here want to give, we're not going to be doing this watch long, unfortunately, for Contavi Eager. Um, just we don't have the time today. I uh, would love to, of course. It's a special match. Maybe one day, if you want to help support the channel, join the Patreon YouTube membership, and we'll be able to cover more matches. That's the only way we're going to be able to do it. Uh, so that's the only thing I can offer with that. Uh, in terms of prediction, I think Kontovic's going to be eager in the final. It's going to be close. I'm interested to see that they're head to head. Eager has won their last two meetings, and the last one was on hardcore. So that's quite interesting. I'm going to say Contavit as well, though. Uh, I think that she's looked more impressive this week than Eager. Even though Eager has beaten Sakari and Sabalenka, there's something about Contavit this week. Not sure what it is. 
but I've got a feeling that she's going to regain that form again that we saw at the back end of last year. It's like the Nori effects. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's doing the same. Uh, Lexi saying the schedule tomorrow is crazy. Uh, a lot of good matches. We have some more matches or more tournaments beginning as well. I believe uh, Radu Khan, who dropped out of the next event, she's pulled out for injury, so she's not going to so. be there. We'll be doing draw previews for all of them, so make sure to join us on the podcast. If you haven't already, hit the like button on this video, subscribe if you're new, hit the bell to be notified when we go live, and we'll see you very soon for more tennis action on Game to Love. See you soon, guys. Podcast Network.